Well, how's it going, everybody? This is Dylan with Dylan Talks Tone. It is Monday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Leslie's over there. I'm over here. And uh, do me a favor, Leslie, if you would, and tell everybody how they can be a part of the conversation this evening. All right. So if you're listening in on kprlive.com, we are also live over at youtube.com forward slash Dylan Talks Tone. And there's live chat available right there. And you can ask questions, interact with us. Um, It's usually good conversation, live chat during the show um, that you can only see when you watch live during the show. So pretty exclusive content. That's it. No, that's it, And man. I'm in there to chat with you, so. Exactly. Come hang out. Yep. Um, and tonight we have another camera. How about that? So just so you guys kind of know what's going on here, um, this is a little bit experimental this, e- this week. We keep making everything better, but what that means is every time we make something better, uh, you know, we might make a mistake here or there as we're trying to make this whole thing better. This week, we got a new mixing board. So I'm pretty stoked about that thing. Um, in fact, here, let me show it to you. It's pretty sweet. So it is a PreSonus AR-12. And um, it is a really sweet board. So what we, what we are able to do now is we're able to have um, YouTube go out to the iPad that we that I have in my hand and that goes out to the out to YouTube that's on my monitor 2 over here on the monitor 2 sin this is just monitor 1's just Leslie cuz we have to have a whole another little setup for her because I don't have a proper headphone amp and audio coming in that you did not hear so I got to figure out what I've got screwed up there and um oh I I know exactly what it is there that's fixed um see just learning as we go and then uh me and leslie over here and right now kemper is only mono so but we're gonna go ahead and do a stereo mix for for the kemper this thing is super sweet it has a um, digital recorder built into it we're not using that tonight we actually use this piece of software i've never actually showed you guys all of this but um we, we actually use this piece of software this is actually right now this is live going out to the the internet's on um, the radio station, the internet radio station. And then I've got another computer up there so I can talk to people. And yeah, man, this is super fun. It's really, really cool having this entire setup, uh, you know. And then, of course, the pedal board down here and all that stuff. So um, the, only, the only downside I've not figured out completely yet is, like, I got to put my hat on backwards which I haven't done yet this week. So I have a quick question. Yeah. Were you thinking that camera was running? No, this camera was not running. Okay. You you moved it around like you thought it was, so I was confused as to what I was seeing versus... Oh, did I not show... So this was not... Correct. No. And you know, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. Because I'm using a new preview thing. The same Same thing. We're just learning okay. as we go. No, this camera is the one that was on you the whole time. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, you got the idea. Um, and I got a new desk chair that I'm still trying to figure. Like everything, we're trying to figure everything out. So I've got 
the microphone bonking me in the front. I've got the chair bonking me in the back. It might have to be a no hat thing, but I don't. I don't. Can you drop that down? Can't you drop that? Yeah, I'll figure it out. Whatever, no big deal. You have to just sit up all proper. We're having we're having fun. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's th- this is just doing this is fun anyway, and it just doesn't even matter. Um, so tonight, a couple of the things we're going to talk about. So let's just throw these up here really quick. Um, we are going to talk about how pickups work, and I say for real because. We're not just going to talk about wires wrapped around magnets. And we're not going to just talk about 7.6K. We're going to talk about real how pickups work. Okay. Some pretty nerdy stuff. And then we'll talk about why none of it matters. But we're going to get really nerdy. Okay. So it's going to be kind of fun. And then the other thing that people have been requesting is when you bake a neck. So a, a torrified or, or baked neck for a guitar we're going to talk about when that is necessary can it be kind of a gimmick sometimes okay so those are that was a question from last week on the very end of the show and i did not want to miss it so in fact we were sitting here today going over our stuff for the show and she's like there was a question we cannot forget it and i almost did but but it came together at the last minute we know exactly what we're doing well we don't know exactly what we're doing but we're gonna try to fake it um and let's see what else what else do we want to talk about tonight anything we got questions already right yeah we have at least one question he was trying to squeeze in like a pre-question and okay. then by the time he got his pre-question in it was time so all right to make sure we catch that what was the what was the question oh. let's see oh adam asked this earlier so let's talk about this right now do you have, let's see, have you tried, well, I'm going to paraphrase for grammar the best I can. No, he tr- he corrected himself too to have you tried. I just didn't okay. share that part. Have you tried any of the Fishman Fluence pickups? I tried the classic humbuckers and they were so unbelievably bright as to be unusable for how I play. I've got the Strat ones in the mail. Um, my experience with those has been exactly the opposite. Uh that I feel like the stuff is so uh, ugh. I, I so flat and gross that I couldn't use it. So not bright. But the thing about them is is they are adjustable. There is a setup kind of thing about them. and if you um, you know you got you gotta you gotta learn them. you gotta learn them and and I don't know enough about them to really be able to tell you um, everything there is to know about them because I've not learned everything, I, and I want to. Um, so is that the answer? You have not tried I have them tried. Or tri- okay, okay, so I've tried the humbucker one. This is what I was getting to. I've tried the humbucker ones and didn't like them at all because I thought they were muddy. Uh. But you can switch them. So he might have had them all the way bright, and I might have had them all. There's, there's different voices. There's like, I don't know, I think three different voices or something, or I, I don't remember what it is, but, um, and I didn't like them at all. Uh, Kevin sent them to me mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. and then, but, but Greg Coke plays the telly ones and he's absolutely in love with them. And I heard him play them 
and I was like, mm, these sound really, really good. So I want to try them. I just haven't tried them. They're expensive. Right. Real expensive. And I have not gotten the opportunity for somebody, you know, to say, hey, do, do you want to try these things? And I, I just haven't gotten around to it. But I really want to because it is a piece of technology that is very solid and it makes sense. It's printed circuit board coils that can be stacked and arranged in such a way to actually really, really be cool. Um, when you get your strat ones in, please make a video, post it on our stuff, do whatever, like let us know um, because we'd love to, we'd love to hear it. You know, he said he tried every switchable setting that was available. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just didn't, couldn't yeah. bring himself to like him, huh? You know, and and it, that that could be a thing. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm just not sure I, until I get some more seat time with a, with a set. And then somebody said, "I feel like I can EQ out bright, but not add it back later. So I like to be too bright and then use the amp to equalize." Bingo! Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I say. You hear me say it all yep. the time. That's why I put 500k pots in everything because I want them as bright as possible, and then. Or not bright as possible, but uh, we'll get into that when we talk about pickups and how they work um, and, and what happens with those. But at the same time, um, the least of the, the higher resistance pots, how do I explain this? The higher resistance pots are going to allow more of the pure pickup tone to come through. And if you have a good pickup, it can give you more to work with really really super fun um and that's that's why i like them so um what else before we get into all that stuff let's see um the super bowl was amazing that was the justin timberlake concert just saying that was a justin timberlake concert um there seemed to be a lot of angry people on facebook today about justin timberlake and i will just not allow that on my facebook because uh, I feel like if you don't like him or if you have an opinion of, of, you know, hatefulness towards somebody like that, then either you're too old or you need, you know, to have some therapy or something. So just be nice because um, he's he's a good performer. And this is 2018 he is a performer is the difference. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's a great singer. People were, I don't know. People were taking credit away from him because he doesn't write his own songs and stuff, which is not absolutely true he does write his own music he writes for a lot of other people as well um it is an interesting thing we might have to do a whole nother episode on how the music industry has changed and you know the way you be creative and make a living now with music is different than it was back in the 70s when everyone had mullets and iroxies i mean it's just a totally different time so you know, the fact that he's got to wear new Air Jordans because that's literally what's keeping his lights on. It has nothing to do with the music and everybody's going to say, well, that's commercial. But that's how the world is, you know, um, like this show right here. It doesn't I mean, I pay for everything, but when we get help from somebody else, I got to mention their name when when they help us, because that's how things go. I mean, that's how you keep things going. And what's interesting is instead of him making lots of money for every song that he sells, because the way royalties work and all that stuff, 
he has to go get a tennis shoe deal. Right? I mean, that's that's what has to happen. So, um, you know, we don't make money off of our clicks off of YouTube. So if somebody pays us to do a review, that's how we make money. I mean, that's that's just it's a totally different uh, way of being creative. And you can still be creative within that. And I think he does. It's very cool. He's a very cool guy, I think. I'm actually friends with his guitar player. And I forgot that until he posted something this morning. Um, so, yeah. And the Super Bowl was actually good. We won't get into winners and losers. But it was actually a good game, which was really fun. There's even people not liking the commercials. I thought they were awesome. Not all of them. Some of them were pretty dumb. Mountain Dew, Morgan Freeman. That one was good. Singing Missy Elliott. It was incredible. That was pretty awesome. And some football players doing dirty dancing. Was pretty funny as well. That was good. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So I tell you what, let's get into one of our subjects right now because our night is going to get away from us because of, you know, it just always does. (laughs) Right. There's nothing there. No. So let's talk about. Let's talking about baking our necks. Is it worth it? Okay, we're going to talk about. I almost wanted to sing. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> Missy Elliott reference. Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. So, um, torrified wood. We hear this a lot. We hear, you know, should I get my, you know, should, if I'm building a guitar, should I bake the neck? Should I have it? Um, well, here, here's what it does. It's, it's really pretty simple. Um, when you bake the neck ahead of time before you build it, basically what it does is it crystallizes, for lack of a better term, all the moisture and sap in the wood. So it solidifies it. Mm-hmm. So it is no longer soft. And what that does in very loose terms is and somebody that's really 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 knows about wood and i know a few people that do this is where i learned this stuff but i don't care about the details on that level but basically if you crystallize and solidify the liquid more or less in the wood it becomes stiffer and more stable here's the thing it's not a hundred percent necessary all the time. This Telecaster neck right here has been made like this since the forties and nobody ever did that. Um, tonally, it's not going to change anything. Everybody's going to argue about that. Now in an acoustic guitar, when they bake it, that's a different story because you are actually changing the rigidity of the acoustic guitar top. So torrified wood in an acoustic guitar is a different thing. That's literally like changing the material in a drum head. Okay. Mm. So that there could be something to that, but in an electric guitar in the neck, um, you're going to hear people are going to, they'll argue this forever and ever and ever, but it's not going to make for 99% of the players out there. If I didn't tell you that it was baked and you couldn't tell, because you can tell how it looks. If you didn't know that, you'd never know the difference playing it, okay? Now, that being said, it looks amazing, number one. And number two, it feels good because it does something to the grain that it just feels good when you hold the back of, of one. They, they feel fantastic. 
Now, there's a couple of times when it is really, in my opinion anyway, very, very necessary to actually bake a piece of wood. Um, and that is when you have irregular grains, okay? So we know that we, you know, the guitar neck goes this way, and when you quarter saw or flat saw the wood, the grains are going with the neck this way, right? But let's take a look at a picture. Let's take figured wood for for an example okay and um let's take figured wood for an example and you see how the grains are going across the wood instead of long ways now there are a few different kind of theories about how this happens um there's there's a few different theories about how this happens and one of them is, see, this is what I was wanting to do all night. I was just so excited about this feature. Um, one of the theories, it, the reason why you have that cross going this way, and it's just a theory. There's a lot of research done on this, and people have a couple different ideas. But like when the tree crotch crotches, right, like when one piece of wood goes one way, and when the tree goes the other way, it can happen right there. It can also happen um, if a tree is extremely heavy and it basically squishes, squishes like elephant ankles almost. Um, but the bottom line is the grain is not 100% as stable because it's got these grains going this way versus the grains that should be going the other way, right? And so when you have this, a lot of times you can have an unstable neck. I have had guitars with tiger maple. You remember that one? I um, Leslie will even remember it. I had this one Telly style guitar that we built with a custom tiger maple neck, and you had to chase it every time the weather changed. Every time we traveled with it somewhere. I mean, it went on tour with um, actually John Bollinger had it for like a year, and and he he had to chase it. I mean, we ended up doing something else with the guitar because it just that wood was so unstable because of the type of, of the piece of wood now if that wood had been baked and solidified a lot more um then it would not it, then it would it would reduce the chance of warping like what is being somebody asked would it it reduce the chance of warping and it's not necessarily a warping thing as much as it is when the heat and the not the heat, the moisture expands and contracts, the wood moves. And since it can't, because it's solid now, it's less susceptible to that. I'll show you another way that you can do this. If you have uh, this here, um, basically what you're seeing here is um, a piece of it's a neck with rich light stringers in it. Um, if you have a, a really figured neck that will be kind of unstable because of that, but you put like a rich light stringer in it long ways, then you can have um, more stability that way, which is what he's done with this build. He actually ordered rich light from me and he was showing me, uh, showing me how he's doing that. And you notice there, he actually put a rich light cap on the peg head pretty cool stuff so um no very very cool stuff 
very uh very fun question. I'm glad somebody asked it last week actually cuz very very fun question. And apparently when you have the two different tree trunks like you were trying to describe, mm-hmm. it's called a codominant trunk. A codominant trunk? Yeah. Okay. We're being educated. I like uh, it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean I have friends that really, really know a lot about wood. And a lot of times I'll ask them a question about this just enough so I can understand right. how it applies to what I, mean, I knowing know. what a piece of wood is and knowing how it grew in a tree are two different things. Exactly. But and as I can a, tell you about some insects and diseases in the southeast, but that has nothing to do with guitar. So. <laughs> in trees. Yeah. <laughs> so someday when you get to have a beer with us, you ask her about bugs. She'll be able to tell you some stuff you did not know or did not need to know random yep <clears throat> she knows some stuff about some bugs um yeah and i mean as a guitar builder i need to know some of that because you know as we're especially as we're doing some of these newer ideas and trying new things and understanding how uh grain lays in a guitar body um especially when you're putting two different pieces of wood together you know there are certain kinds of wood that you should never glue together like when you see various um you know, various guitars that have like three or four pieces in it, you know, some of those fancy bases and stuff. There's some guitars, there's some pieces of wood that just should never be put together because their expansion and contraction rates and the grain densities and all that sort of stuff. And so when I get into really complicated stuff like that, I literally just go ask somebody because I mean, I, I know enough to not get into trouble. You know enough to stop to ask the question. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm like, I'll let somebody else be a nerd about that. And then I'll just sure. go and ask them, say, okay, I want to try this. And mm, no, it's not a good idea. Okay. Well, then I won't try it. <laughs> you know, and they'll tell me why. And I'll learn a little bit as I go. But, um, you know, for what we're doing and this new stuff that we're coming out with this year, uh, I, we, I had to know some of it. Right. You know, because of differing densities and materials and stuff. So super fun, super fun stuff. Uh, that was a really fun question that came from a viewer last week. I really appreciate it. Um, actually, the other question that we're going to talk about tonight is a question from a viewer during the week on YouTube. Or maybe they commented. I don't remember when it came in, but he asked me. Basically, can you explain what the cue of a pickup is? Cue? Yeah. Tell me what you mean. Like C-U-E? Cue? No. The cue. The letter Q. It's basically the resonant peak ah. of a pickup. So So the Q stands for some kind of term somewhere. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, it's, That's too nerdy for me. Gotcha. Basically, if we take... You know what I should do here? Let me go to this other camera and I'll do, I'll tell you, this is what I'm talking about. So every frequency, every pickup can basically make a certain frequency or a range of frequencies better than any other, mm -hmm. right? It's best potential that res and that's the easiest way to explain that is that resonant frequency is, but it can, it can move from side to side, right? Like lower to higher. And it can also get wider and narrower, right? So it can be really pointy and it can only make this one uh, resonant frequency very well. And as it goes from side to side, it dies off really quick or it can be wider. Okay. Um, and so as we start to talk about 
Um, nope, we already talked about that. How pickups work. Um, we're we're going to discuss that because it's really, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. What do we got going over there for questions? Um, if we can pop back on to talking about bacon and neck, I think we had a lingering question. Yeah. Does it matter if you kiln dry wood like some manufacturers do? Kiln drying, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, accelerates the kiln, the dryness of the wood. The Anytime you build anything, this isn't guitars. This is like houses, boats, guitars, anything. The wood has to be dried out to a particular point. Now, for each thing, it could be different. Like a guitar has to be a lot drier than a 2x4 that you use in a wall. But even 2x4s are kiln dried, dried because they cut the tree down, they make it into a 2x4, and it's too wet, too moist. Moist, great word. There's too <laughs> much moisture in the wood for it to be used right away. Because you could cut a tree down today, cut the 2x4 tomorrow, but you should not use that piece of wood for anything because there's too much moisture in it. So they put it in a kiln that dries out that moisture, and then it makes that piece of wood usable sooner. So all that is is to get it from the tree to the product faster. That's what kiln drying does. So And, and it also makes it to where it's like, consistent like you know because they when they do it it's all temperature controlled and stuff so manufacturers probably do it to have a usable piece of something faster right Right. yeah otherwise they gotta wait they're waiting yeah Yeah. otherwise they gotta wait you know like however many months or whatever for the thing to dry out um like if you go to but the baking is something different because it's a different temperature right and it's actually like um taking the sap and sugars, right? Correct. Yeah. It's actually baking it like bread at those temperatures. Do not try it at home. Your wife will kill you because it will stink up your house. Um, oh, as the. Yeah, because it's literally cooking. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally cooking. It will smell like maple syrup, but it will smoke. I mean, it can. It can. Pine trees don't smell like maple syrup. Yeah, but we don't use pine. That's maple. I know, but um, do you always use maple, though? No. Yeah, I'll never. Eh, I don't use pine in the neck ever. You use pine in the body sometimes, but you never use never use it in the neck. And you only bake necks? Some people bake a lot of stuff, like a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's become like this, oh, I got to get the neck baked. Oh, I got to do this because it's this new buzzword of stuff that you got to do. Well, it costs an extra 150 bucks. I was going to say, it's like hashtag surcharge. Exactly. Yeah. If somebody wants a baked maple neck, it's a $150 surcharge. If you if I build you a guitar and you want a baked maple neck, it's an extra 150 bucks. I'm going to just tell you that right now. Right. Because it's the time and the effort and everything to it's actually go and do it. It's probably a different piece of equipment as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's yeah. this huge oven, you know. Yeah. So... It costs money. That means that fancy people think they have to have it because it's a box. It's like it's a box you click, you know, like, oh, I better get it. That makes it the best because you click the box and it has all the boxes clicked. You know what I mean? Like 
And there are times when it's necessary, but 90% of the time it's not. And the proof is in all these old guitars, all these old tellies and strats that have been under people's beds for 60 years. You take them out, adjust the truss rod and play them. That proves it doesn't need to be done. But does it prove that it just took 60 years to get to the same point? See, that's what people <laughs> try to say. That's what people try to say. But right. usually it's some tone snobbery right. that gets them to that point. Right. Um, you know, it's not typically anything to do with like the practicality of the thing working. It's typically some tone snobbery that's like, well, it's going to change the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever. No, it ain't. Just go play it. It's a just go play it thing for me. Unless you have a figured neck and you really want a pretty neck. Right. But the thing is, is a guy that really wants a pretty neck knows he's going to pay 500 bucks for that neck. Right. And he's not complaining about the bake charge. Exactly. Because this neck right here, I'll tell you right now, is a $300 neck. Okay. If you go and buy that, that's $3,350 right there. If it was maple, uh, tiger maple, it would be an extra 150 for that, and it would be an extra 150 for. So you're looking at five to six hundred dollars, depending on the piece of wood and how it's built and all the little options and stuff. So five six five to six hundred dollars for the same neck in tiger maple, but just plan on it when you buy it to do all that stuff, and you know it's just a more expensive piece of wood by the time it's all done and right fixed, you know. So yeah, super fun. Um, that was a good question. Really good question. Anybody else on that one? Nope. All right. So we want to talk about making pickups because making pickups is what we do and I love doing it. And I also want to talk about actually making them. And so what I'm going to do here is if I can get this to work because, um, I actually tried to figure this out earlier and it does work. Excellent. So let's take the Dylan off of there just for now so that it's not in the middle of my face. Okay, so we're going to talk about how pickups work. And we're not going to just talk about coils. You notice here that I have a diagram of the magnetic field of an A5 rod magnet. So like a, a strat magnet, strat pickup magnet. We're just going to use the simplest design of pickup. And we're going to talk about some of the features or some of the um, factors in making in how a pickup makes sound okay um have you ever heard of a pickup being called a passive rlc circuit it's possible that you've heard that the reason is is because those are the three main factors of what makes a pickup work okay r being resistance l being inductance even though it's not an l and C being capacitance. What's really interesting is 90% of the time, the only mess measurement we hear of is resistance. We don't hear of inductance or capacitance. But those are the three things that really make a pickup work. They work by um, basically what we have is the magnet in the middle. Okay. And then we have wire wrapped around that magnet 10,000 times, 7,500 times, 8,000 times. So there are three, those three letters 
Let's talk about how those come into play. Inductance is when we have inductance in a coil, which is the wires wrapped around it. But the inductance has to be started by something, which is the motion of the string above the magnet. And here's something very interesting that a lot of people don't know. When you move a string from side to side, or this way, back and forth over a magnet, it does not cause inductance. The only motion that causes inductance is when a piece of metal goes away from and closer to a magnet. So when the string is, the string goes in this weird elliptical shape. If you ever look YouTube, um, a string being plucked and you'll see it's moving all around in these weird, it's, it's a weird figure eight sort of thing and it's going back and forth. It's a transverse wave that goes back and forth from the nut to the, the bridge. But the only motion that's causing inductance is the up and down, right? The, the stretching back and forth and side to side uh, is not doing it because that magnet going up and down and up, that, that piece of metal going up and down away from and closer to away from and closer to away from and closer to is allowing inductance to happen in the coil. Now, the reason I have this picture of this mag this magnet is because this is where the coil shape comes into play because the coil is wrapped around this magnet. As you can imagine, the magnetic field is stronger at the very center and starts to fall off as it gets away from the center of the, of the magnet. So that means that the inductance, the amount of um, current that can be produced changes from the inside of the pickup to the outside. This is why pickup shape is so key. And we're gonna, I'm gonna show you another example of this in a minute. But this is why a Stratocaster pickup sounds different than a humbucker because a Stratocaster has tall magnets where most of the coil is very close to it. Or a, let's use a P90 for an, as another example where the magnet is very, uh, the coil is very short and there is more that is far away from it, but it has a wider magnet too. So there's a whole lot of different funny stuff that's going on there. Capacitance also plays a part as well. Capacitance is, uh, for the term that we're talking about, anytime you have a very long wire and you have a lot of wires laying next to each other, um, the easiest way to explain this is electricity is always more or less leaking, right? It is always falling out from the center. So if you have a wire at the very center of the wire, the electricity, the electrons are doing what they're doing. As it gets to the outside of the wire, it literally, I almost want to say like off gases off of the wire and it, it gets lost. When you have two wires laying next to each other, it goes into the other wire. So you have two wires laying right next to each other, and this is always happening. This little bit of capacitive loss is always happening. But we have two these all these wires laying next to each other, they're actually going into each other. 
that the more that does that, the higher the capacitance of the pickup. Okay. So the things that cause that are how neatly the wires are laid together. So if they're kind of crisscrossing each other and kind of messy, the capacitance will be lower because they can't like give each other stuff. But if they're laying really, really tight, really nice and neat next to each other, then the capacitance will be higher. There's a give and take here. The inductance will be higher if the wires are more neatly laid. But the capacitance will be higher fighting against the inductance. If the wires are really messy, the capacitance will be lower, but the inductance will also be lower. Really crazy. Resistance, we know what that is. That resistance basically just measures the length of the wire. That tells you how much wire is, is crammed onto that bobbin. Another factor that's really weird and you don't think about a whole lot is the capacitance of the entire circuit. When we're talking about capacitance here, we could only be talking about like 150 to 200 picofarads. The thing is, is that that could only be like a third of your entire guitar circuit when you count your guitar cable. So if you have a 20 foot guitar cable, not one of mine, like a, like a normal one that you buy from the store, you could have like 800 picofarads, which means the, the capacitance of your pickup could be a very small percentage of your entire circuit. So that means that if you got a better pickup or a better cable, you could really tell the difference because you, that would make your pickup more noticeable, if that makes sense. Um, but if you have a really high capacitance pickup, like a Dimebag Daryl or something, the cable, you won't know the difference because the capacitance of the pickup is so high anyway that you won't be able to tell. So that's why some people will buy a really expensive cable and not be able to tell the difference or the cable's not actually that good. Um, but other people can buy a cable and be like, oh my goodness, that made a whole big difference in my tone on my guitar because they actually um, had a good pickup to begin with. All these things can be affected by how the pickup is wound, the how much how magnetic the magnet is, the shape of the magnet, and I'll show you another one. Check this out. Let me show you this is very, very cool. Um, so here is a diagram, more or less, of what a Telecaster bridge pickup looks like. You notice how much different the magnetic field looks? Uh, the magnetic field um, the magnetic field is a different shape okay so basically you have what you've done is instead of the coil changing the shape because a telecaster pickup is basically pretty much the same thing as a stratocaster pickup right um, shape wise but they sound completely differently and everybody thinks that's because the metal changes uh, the magnetic field well a lot of people have a lot of weird ideas of how it works, why it changes it. But the real reason why it changes it is because it changes the shape 
of the magnetic field. You see that that picture? That's basically what's happening, and it what basically what it does is it allows for a different level of inductance in a different part of the pickup than another. That's all. That's all it really is. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. So, what is this? What does all of this mean? It you know that's what it really comes down to. What does all of this really mean for for you? The when we when we go to a website and we look at what when we look at pickups most of the time the only number you're ever going to see is the resistance that can kind of give you an idea of how much voltage the pickup is going to make more or less how loud it's going to be but it does not always give you and maybe not even that so much um, the overall power of the pickup, more or less. Um, but it doesn't always give you the, the tone of the pickup. The resonant peak is what really would give you that. Um, and how wide or how narrow that is and where it is along the frequency line, the frequency range. The thing about it is um, nobody ever really shows you that. And it's a little bit of a... It's hard to get a good, good read on that one um, because there's different ways to measure it. And do you measure it with a load? Do you not measure it with a load? All this kind of stuff. So can I interrupt you? Yeah. So can I interrupt you at this time to ask how you would like to handle super chats that come in? I, we need to answer them right now. All right. I saw your hidden pickup telly. I have built a couple, but I'm having trouble with the tone. Do I need a special high output or... It says R. I don't know if he means R active pickups or I don't know. Okay, so um This is Michael Perry. Thank you, Michael, for the super chat, especially. I appreciate that. Um anybody that basically wants to stop what wants me to stop me what I'm doing and answer a question for you, um that super chat feature is there and we do use it. And we're gonna get back to this because it's all kind of related. Um you gotta wind a you gotta wind a different pickup for a hidden pickup in a Telecaster. Uh, remember we talked about how the string goes has to go up and down over the magnet for it to work. Now we're introducing so much of a distance there. And as you saw in our drawings just a minute ago, that really falls away very quickly. So there's two things that we could do. We could wind you a really hot pickup. But what I would personally do in that guitar is I would put one of our T90 pickups in there where we basically take a Telecaster pickup that looks like a P90 and put it in in there because uh, so I think he's building okay do I need a special high output or active pickups? yeah active high output yeah Is that what? It, he needs a lot of magnet a lot of magnet a lot of magnet yep it doesn't have to be a high output pickup um but it would have to be a lot of magnet and here's the thing so let's talk about how all this works together We've got R, L, and C, we, right? We've got resistance, we've got inductance, and we've got capacitance. As we raise the resistance, the capacitance is also going to go up. As, um, and the inductance is also going to go up, more or less. But it is also has to do with the magnetism, too. If you put, and, and put it in, in sim more simple terms, in it's, I'm trying to answer this question right. 
I went through all this super nerdy stuff because somebody asked me mm-hmm. to go through the details and so that they would understand like the main components of what makes a pickup, right? And what makes the sound. Right. The bottom line is it's way too nerdy for normal life. So when we're asking answering a question for him uh, on this hidden pickup thing, he needs a lot of magnet. Here's the problem though. When you put a lot of magnet, like a ceramic magnet, in that position, and then you put it so far away from the strings, it's going to be very tinny and uh, very harsh sounding. Mm-hmm. So he's also going to want to have a lot of wines. In my opinion, what he should do is put uh, a ceramic magnet on there, and he should wind it with 43-gauge wire and pack as much wire as he can on there so that it becomes sort of like a little 59 kind of single coil version of a little 59 where it's really hot but it has enough coil on there to offset the sharpness of that ceramic magnet and then maybe it'll work that's what i had to do and it actually ended up sounding really good um i'll tell you another thing you could do that would be kind of fun is if the pickup sounds too harsh if you get a really hot pickup in that position, this is something I have not tried, and I, I wanted to try it, but I actually sold the guitar, is um, I wanted to try putting a really hot pickup. So a lot of wines, a lot of magnet, super, super hot, like crazy hot, and then mess with a capacitor, almost like an Esquire circuit, you know? Oh, nice, yeah. Where it would kind of take some of that edge back off, where you could actually make that, like tune it with a capacitor into like a more usable tone. Right. So that's, that would be my, that, that's what I would try. Cool. And if he has more questions about that, feel free to have him email me. Cause that's really super fun. Let's see. Somebody else says as an electrical engineer, this conversation is killing me, but honestly, your understanding of the action is impressive. Yeah. You know, I am th- the, the challenge with a, a topic like this is to try to get, as, as much detail as possible for the guys that really want to nerd out about it. But not lose me. But not, yeah, and the problem is, is that in real, because t- he's right. Yeah. You know, for me to try to put this in a sentence and talk off the top of my, like, and do it live, it is really probably super brutal. But in real life, we don't really use this stuff anyway. Right. So go back and watch it a couple times, try to catch it, you know. Um, but in in real life what you really need is somebody to have a conversation with you before you buy pickups to understand what you want yeah Yeah. because knowing all of those things you will confuse yourself into this minutiae of like oh my gosh instead just shoot me a message and be like what are this is what i'm trying like him uh you know this is what i'm trying to do um what would you suggest and even that if you don't like a fun project. Yeah. And even if you don't buy from me, that's okay. We'll talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's all learning. Yep. Because that helps, you know, mm-hmm. all we're doing is asking each other questions and just learning all the time. Absolutely. So super fun. What else is going on over there? Uh, did you see the, did you address the scatter wound versus, did you see that? I did. I think it was part of the conversation, but I don't 
you know, with the delay, it's hard to tell exactly what inspired them to pop that question yes. up at that time. Yes. Okay. Um, we, we can briefly talk about scatter winding because it's super simple. Scatter wind versus normal winding. <clears throat> that term came up, came about because people were winding pickups by hand versus doing it with a machine. Yep. Anybody that does it by hand is scatter winding. Because you just can't control it enough, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can be pretty stinking precise. But people are like, are you going to scatter wind it? Yeah, I am. Because I'm not a machine. Um, basically, those machines, all they are is a bobbin that, like, it's a machine that, like, just pulses back and forth, right? What's crazy about it is the really expensive ones, they can program it to be going perfectly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then go like like that, and then back and forth, and then back and forth. Because the benefit of doing it is, and this is why hand-wound pickups sound better than ones that you buy at the store, or they sound different, is because the capacitance in the pickup is different because it's not 100% perfect. This is also why you could take me, Tim McNelly, Lindy Fralin, whoever you want. Doesn't matter. Anybody that makes pickups, you could give us you could give us the same winding machines. You could give us all the same magnets, all the same materials, sit us down at the same table, tell us to put exactly the same amount of winds on the same pickup, do the same exact thing, all the same wire off the same spool, and all three pickups would sound different. It's in your hands. Right. You know, and and you'll hear customers of mine, too, that, you know, have had four or five, six different pickups from me and said, I can tell it's you. Just like I can tell it's a Lawler. And I love it. And I can tell it's a Fralin and it's I don't like it as much as a Lawler. I've not had as many tim mcnelly pickups this actually this gold foil that's in this telly is the first one that i've ever had personally and i've played a couple of his other pickups there's another couple i could i won't say them out loud but there's a couple other small winders that i've played that i'm just like yeah they're good they're really good but they're just not i mean i wind mine the way i do because i <laughs> like that so right and that's know, the thing like yeah uh, you know and that's why when somebody calls me and says what do you do? And I say, mm, I don't really do that. It, it doesn't right. offend me when somebody says, well, I'm going to go get a Lawler instead. And there's a lot of times, even on forums and YouTube and, and yep. on Facebook and stuff, you know, if you want a wide range humbucker, get a Lawler. If you want a gold foil, get a Tim McNelly. Right. You know, I mean, there is, these guys are good at, w uh, at things that they do. And I'm just going to tell you, go get a Charlie Christian from Lawler, go get it, you know, because they do it and they're good at it so yeah man super fun i love that stuff though i still do love it a lot i just like making pickups humbuckers this week we're making a lot of humbuckers this week so if you are in the market for one let me know yep. so the user is going to reach out to you email you as you said because apparently he's creating his it's an entire prototype his own design guitar oh wow with so hidden pickups excited and he wants to talk to you about it there is 
Ah, oh, man, it is not on my iPad. Otherwise, I could throw it up on the screen for you. When we went to that place, what's the name of that place in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee? Mm. Uh, the Bluebird oh, yeah. Guitar Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fender actually experimented for a time with a guitar it was a i want to say it was based on a fender mustang something like that songbird songbird i knew it wasn't it wasn't blue i was was like bird something but it wasn't blue that's gross ice cream songbird um yeah songbird museum in chattanooga tennessee if you're a guitar player or even if you're not drop what you're doing right after this show and go there and see that place it's amazing but they had in their vault they had a I can't remember if it was based on a Strat or if it was based on a Mustang, but it was a a prototype guitar that they didn't actually ever build, but it had no pickups above the pickguard. All the pickups were below the pickguard. And it was a, it was not a plastic pickguard. It was a phenolic pickguard Mm -hmm. that was, you know, basically like a paper sort of thing. Um, So I know that it's been experimented with enough. And I think, in my opinion, the only reason I, I, I totally encourage uh, this guy to do this because um, the only reason it hasn't been done is because people will think that it's weird. But I'm all about the stuff that nobody's ever done before or no, sure. nobody's ever successfully pulled off. For sure. I mean, totally try it. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I was talking to my friend uh, Kevin Beller. He's a designer for Seymour Duncan. He's worked there for like 30 years. And he he told me, he's like, you know, we've probably tried almost everything there is in the book. And he's like, that doesn't mean there's bad ideas. It just means it's stuff that we just don't do. So there are good ideas out there that people have. That just haven't come to fruition yeah, yet. Yeah. That, yeah. That what was that statistic we read the other day? I mean, this is the same thing as the business statistic, right? Like the first time, the first thing is only certain percentage successful and then somebody else perfects it and it succeeds like right so if you try to do something nobody else has ever done before you only succeed in that business eight percent of the time right if you take a totally brand new idea uh then you only succeed eight percent of the time if you try to do it like improve somebody else's idea it's like 43 percent right much much higher Mm -hmm. so if you have a truly new innovative idea that nobody's ever done it's a big risk but it's also in in but if it goes you know well and in the guitar industry everybody has this i believe to a fault has this feeling that it's all been done but that is only because there's also this lack of willingness to try new ideas by mm-hmm. guitar players. Right. Um, and that's why I've always said, or I've said, uh, no, I've not always said, but since this whole conversation about guitar dying off has come up, guitar players are killing guitar. It's not anybody else. We're doing it to ourselves. So we just need to be able to try stuff and want to do things. So that is very cool. And thank you for the super chat. Um, that might be the first one we've ever gotten on this show, and I really, it's really one, appreciate it. First one it. I've had to deal with, so I was like, "Uh, what do I do?" That's exactly what you do. We drop everything and we answer that person's question. That I was really, fun. really appreciate and that. And it was very relevant, much. so that was yes, even better. It was great. Um, thanks cool. everybody 
for being a part of our show. And I know that there's still little hiccups here and there. And we're working on it. Uh, we are working on it and we are figuring it out. By we, I mean him. Um, but it keeps getting better and more fun. And we're new people. Oh, for sure. And um, man, I, I just really appreciate the audience. It's so awesome. Is there any last minute ones we can <laughs> squeeze in there? No, but they're laughing at my official five minute warning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she keeps me on track. She keeps me on track. It's pretty awesome. I love this. This is so fun. Thanks, everybody. And um, this week, I think hopefully we'll be able to do some more more videos and stuff. Um, this last week was a lot of stuff to do with all this working on it all i think i did a couple of videos about it we'll probably do some more videos about and it and you say actually. that so stoically and really you were like so stoked oh my it. gosh have yeah. i been stoked and it sounds better oh yeah it this sounds nice great. i mean i hope they can hear that too with you already figured out the whole audio so there's going to be yeah, sound I think music there's going gonna out be right? sound going out on our out all right y'all tell outro. me if you hear um the oh i'll know because i can did see you say it right outro here. is that what you call yeah, it my outro. is that like a official word yes okay it is it is an official word. All right. Um, so with that, I think we're going to try it. And I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, check us out on all of our Dylan Talks Tones Instagram. Uh, to please share this. Share this. Let everybody know. I was telling one of my friends I am not promoting this enough. I think with the more and more everybody that's coming and participating, it's getting more and more fun. So just tell all your friends about it and share the videos and all that kind of stuff. I really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, other than that, have a good night. And maybe we didn't fix it. I don't hear it at all. So what did you do? Is mm -hmm, it playing mm -hmm. at all? It should be, but it's not. So we'll have to figure that out. Oh, hang on. You know what? We're going to take two of this. We're going to take two of this. Still have two minutes left. You're good. We still have two minutes left, and this is all an experiment, so we're going to do this again. <laughs>